Welcome back to the Transformers and Pickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And uh, today it is season three of Wrap Up, part two. Part the twos. Uh, so this is, I guess, a little freeform. We don't want to talk too much. Like we had thought about doing season three compared to season two and one, but then yeah. realized in three more episodes, we're going to do a whole series <laughs> review. So do it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess we're going to kind of burn some airtime here and talk about I don't know what could have been. Is that a good way to put it? It's one way to put it. Yeah. Just plot ideas that were very apparent to us that like, why didn't they do that? Yeah. Like, so, and, and I just like, fucking just go with it. So this is, we've talked about this a few times. It would have been great. They hinted at it in the movie. And then there was maybe a whiff of it here or there in the show. And that was uh, Rod, the, the love triangle between Rodimus, Springer, and Arcee. Yeah, exactly. And specifically, what is uh, Springer and Arcee's relationship? Yeah. Now, I kind of came to my own conclusion that they are definitely brother and sister. Because it is obvious Springer cares a great deal for Arcee. But he he doesn't ever seem to... Be putting the moves on her or anything like no, that. You know and, I mean? and she is very, yeah, she responds to him like a, like a little sister. But it, so the couple times that they address it in the series, like in season three, it's treated that way. But then that there's maybe two or three beats in the movie yeah. where they hint that there's a love triangle. And it would have been really interesting if you've got R.C. who's got a thing for Rodimus. Rodimus has his own head up his ass and is he's too <laughs> preoccupied with himself. And Springer has a thing for R.C. But even if Rodimus didn't have his head up his ass, he's the wrong guy for her, which we would find out by the end because he's not even deserving of the Matrix because Optimus comes back. <laughs> and so it was just, yeah, I would have liked to see, you know, and then in the end, you you could have had a moment where at the same time uh, Rodimus and Springer are are friends, right? And mm-hmm. so like uh, one guy wants the girl, the other one the girl wants him. That guy doesn't even know the girl exists, and the one guy sees he's jealous about something that isn't there. Exactly, and, yeah. yeah. And it's it's a it's it's a lot of uh, assumptions, and but then like. You know, Springer is not a communicator. He can't tell people how he feels. No, and no, really, neither not. is Rodimus. So, but think of how great this triangle could have been if they had a played it up, played it up, and then we had only human. Yes, exactly. That's what I was saying. That's where I'm definitely putting my thing that uh, Springer and Arcee are brother and sister because all of a sudden they're humans and they're right there in front of each other. Mm-hmm. If they were secret lovers or whatever they would be banging like rabbits immediately. That, that, also assumes, <laughs> that also assumes that that a Transformer would look at a human form and be like, yowza. Oh, yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, Springer, Springer might could see RC naked and be like, my God, humans are gross. You like you can't see any of her rotos or servers. Yeah, what happened to you? What happened to those? Yeah, so. Yeah, um, you're not metal. It, I think it would have been a, a good. And you could have <laughs> even done that in a kid's show. You 100% could have done that tastefully without it being you know turning into jim and the holograms you could have totally had a a good love triangle yeah i had another one that involved rodimus and it was it happened a couple times that magnus and rodimus would be on a mission together and they played really well or started to play really well off each other in that 
uh, Rodimus is this young guy who's got this huge responsibility and doesn't know if he can or wants to follow through in it. Yeah, Magnus he, he, is... He's doubting his own ability. Exactly. Yeah. Magnus is the older grizzled soldier who sees potential in the young kid and wants to, you know, he knows if he can lift him up the, that this kid will be, he'll do wonders. But it never went anywhere. In fact, it almost petered out. No, most of the time... It feels like Magnus is dragging Rodimus, kicking mm-hmm. and screaming, like, come on, you, you can do this. Trust me, you can do this. Yeah. We were all in there fact, once. The, the last, it, it kind of peters out after Rodimus gets shot in the head with new tronium. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But there's a moment while the city's burning and they're climbing out of the water and and Rodimus says something to the effect of like, oh, when am I going to stop letting that happen? And Magnus is like, soon, I hope. (laughs) And it it just felt like he was getting a little fed up with this kid. Yeah, "Yeah, come on, dude. It's been a whole season. Time to shine. (laughs) Which he never does. Anyway, uh, I thought that could have been really good. And it would have that would have been a great spinoff. Magnus and Rodimus. Now Magnus and Hot Rod going around uh, uh, Cybertron solving crimes, private detective style. Yeah, like uh, now now that Prime is back. Yeah. Maybe Hot Rod. He's still he's kind of bonded with uh, Magnus. uh, Magnus. And yeah, now they're inseparable and best buds. Magnus is showing him the ropes, and I don't want to be this impulsive young punk always zipping around and whatever. But and you would have you could have great moments where the two of them together, like Magnus is big but slow, Rodimus or Hot Rod is small yeah. but fast. So oh man, we we track the bad guys to this, or, or Magnus realizes through my uh, knowledge and my uh, experience as a soldier, I figured out the bad guys are in that forest uh, fortress. But how are we going to get over the wall? And Rodimus is like, or Hot Rod, because he's Hot Rod now. Says, oh, I'm so fast. You lower the back of your uh, tractor and I'll jump yeah, over. I was just so they say, work together, if you had right? Ultra Magnus' yeah. toy. You exactly. could do that. So, the, the part that was his arms, if you lowered that down, you made a ramp. Exactly. Yeah. So those two working together are the fast and the small with the big and the slow. And one's got experience and the other's cocky as hell. They would have made a great duo if you really that had to push it. Cool. That would, if yeah. you could have had one spinoff from this show. It would have been <laughs> Magnus and Rodimus. Magnus and Hot Rod, take the case. <laughs> what was another one you had? Well, one I had was because my favorite human character, I think, from season two, I think I mentioned, was Carly. Yeah. All she is in this is a background character in one episode. She has a bit more to say. But yeah, they're really playing her more off as Daniel's mom rather than Carly super genius like mit graduate student when she's in her early 20s something that got her more involved right i mean there there were different episodes where someone with a brain like really intelligent person could have really helped out like this um hate plague thing at the end like why weren't her and perceptor involved in this you know what i mean like or when when uh grimlock became a genius yes she should have been a big part of grimlock's brain and working with him maybe like they could have played her in as the one person who got what he was saying yeah exactly it's like wait and then when he has to go she's really sad because she finally got to meet like an intellectual like uh, she needs to be like uh, where he is so intelligent now but he's so arrogant about it because he's still grimlock yeah 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 yeah. she needs to be like his his go-between where she's translating what grimlock is saying and and then yeah and then when grimlock has to sacrifice his newfound intelligence to give it to computron 
she's like, oh well. Yeah, she she loses a new friend. And Spike's like, hey, and she's like, just go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fish, you fucking idiot. You're cute, but you're My dumb. God, All you're right, yeah. 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 yeah, I I would have liked to see Carly a little more. Um, mm. I know I said in the last episode, uh, Marissa should have been Carly at least at some points, but there's other to, points to some level. But as you started talking about how Carly could have been involved, uh, because she's a fucking genius, I realized that yeah, no, they're two different people. Marissa is the Air Force pilot. Yeah, Carly is the super genius. So yeah, I I I'm gonna take back what I said that Mar- Marissa should have been Carly, but uh, that said. It would have been great to see Carly as more than Daniel's mom this season. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of Marissa, and we touched on this last time, uh, I would like to have seen more background on Marissa. Like, she's a military officer, yes, but maybe something like, how did she get to that point? Like, uh, did the Decepticons do something to her hometown or something in, in like, uh, 1995? Because this is all in the future, like 2005 or whatever. And maybe her... Because it does mention her father in one episode, but what if, like, her some of her other family was killed or something and she swore, uh, you know, I'm not going to let this happen again. I'm going to join the Earth Defense Force mm. and I'm going to be the best and something like that. They've they they turned her into a baby once and it was just when time was getting fucked up. But then she did yeah. have that interaction with her dad who turned out it was in the five faces. He was a Quintesson mask or whatever. Yeah. So. But just with that, that it felt like they were planting just the seed of of her. I don't know, having daddy issues, really, or like a rough upbringing, maybe, and like she could. Yeah, never... underneath this tough exterior of Marissa, who will slug you in the jaw, is a scared little girl. Yeah, somewhere in there. And and if you if you can if if something had have washed that veneer of badass away, it would have been interesting to see her have to face whatever made her that scared little well, girl. There's that one brief scene. And I think I even mentioned it reminds me of that scene in pretty woman. Yeah, where he takes yeah. her to the fucking opera. <laughs> She's like, I almost beat my pants or something. <laughs> I forget what it was, but, uh, where they're, they're dancing. And it's like, wow. Okay. So she actually, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. Or she actually has a heart underneath that chest or whatever. Like she's not just Marissa military officer. She's Marissa, the living, breathing woman. Right. You know what I mean? Do you know what I would have liked to see? We talked about Magnus before. I would have liked to see uh, more with the feud between Magnus and Cyclonus. Yeah. I would have liked to see that affect stories. What I found interesting about uh, between Magnus and Cyclonus is because in season three, it's these two are are the two that are always fighting each other. Like in season one and season two, it was always Megatron and Optimus Prime. But you rarely see Galvatron and Rodimus fight yeah, it's always they, these I, two maybe once or twice yeah. yeah and it would have been like i would have loved to see galvatron give cyclonus some order of go here do that mm. and as cyclonus is on the way he finds out magnus is over there doing this yeah well fuck galvatron i'm gonna go kick the shit out of magnus like just to see that that feud impact their lives or um you know to have a, a an autobot fight where magnus has a chance to kill cyclonus and puts the lives of his friends at risk just to almost get that chance and he screws it up and then has to deal with that. Okay, yeah, because it's it's the one thing that he's willing to risk yeah. something for. But then when it doesn't happen, he now has to, you know, look at, you know, what kind of person oh, was I? Like, There's your episode. You of- let us over there and if it wasn't for the fact that 
Sky Lynx came in and saved us, exactly. we would have been falling off the cliff or yeah. whatever. Am I really the great soldier I thought I was? And do I really love my yeah, friends? Yeah, and then there's all the self doubt yeah. and like, am I letting hate guide me? Or yeah, yeah, you could have a lot of a lot of fun with him just in that he's so honor bound. And then like you see Cyclone doing the same thing as like, why did I you know leave the the sweeps behind to fight Magnus when? He clearly left them his own to die or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, I, I feel Cyclonus would almost... I don't know what it is that drives Cyclonus, if it's guilt or or this just ingrained ideal of honoring rank and yeah. and power with the Decepticons. Well, I mean, you and I are both uh, AD&D nerds, so I mean... Cyclonus is the textbook definition Pum. of lawful okay. evil. I'm sorry. You just, you don't know how much you gave that away. <laughs> Only the nerdiest of nerds are going to know advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Everybody else is just D&D. Ah, okay, so there you go. We're, we're that, we're yeah. that nerdy of nerds. But yeah, he's, he's the textbook definition of lawful evil. Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. There are rules. Yep. There is yep. honor. There is this. But it is to serve us. Not not the greater good. It is to serve me. Yeah. It is to serve the strong. It right? would have been like, great yeah. if there was some, I know they played it up, but if there actually was the equivalent of like a Decepticon matrix of leadership. Yeah. Um, if he had something physical that is like, we're doing it for that, you yeah. know, just the fact that it, it always comes down to, I'm doing all these things to appease Galvatron. You know, it, it there, there was here was the, the I think this was the major flaw in season three was that the Autobots became the police of the universe. In seasons one and two, the Autobots. Yeah, the Autobots were trying. They had lost Cybertron and they were trying. They had fallen back and trying to save Earth from the Decepticons. In season two, we start getting into space, but they still haven't taken back Cybertron. Now they're the cops. Yeah. And it seems like. The Decepticons have lost all interest in Earth. It's just another planet. What do they do? And and the number of times Galvatron even insists he's going to destroy Cybertron. So it it felt like if Galvatron had a goal or, like I said, there was a physical thing that Cyclonus could attach himself to to say, this is why I'm... I do it all. Like, I know Galvatron abuses and beats the shit out of me. I know his orders don't make sense. And I'm okay with that because the ends justify the means and these are the ends. He never says that. No, he, he doesn't. I think we've uh, put way too much thought into this show, Paul. So <laughs> yeah. what do you say we wrap this episode up and then uh, next week we're going to watch all three episodes of season three. Four. Season four. Jesus. Season four, yeah. The the rebirth. Uh, right. So like uh, if you want to see something that would make you wish you died, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at P. McPherson. Yeah. Make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you use to listen to us. And uh, tell all your friends. Tell everybody you know. And until the next time, keep on transforming. <laughs> see you next time. They would be banging like rabbits.